The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is good, everybody? Welcome one. And all to the SB Nation NFL show. Welcome specifically to TGI football. All this presented to you by our friends at DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL because life is more fun when you are in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling column call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void or prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. As noted, this is TGI football, the very best show. Well, you know, in a tie with Monday Football Monday for obvious reasons. On the SB Nation NFL show, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast, Apple devices, Spotify, etc., etc. You can also watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. My name is RJ Ochoa. The barking in the background is my temperamental dog, Bear. And here with me, as always, from Bleeding Green Nation, Brandon Lee gotten in from Arrowhead Pride, Steven Serta. Steven, I was telling BLG a moment ago that I am very hungry. What do you recommend I eat? Uh, I've been eating a ton of fruit lately. Uh, really, really into Greek yogurt and blueberries right now has been my breakfast for much of the week. So I recommend that. Brandon, what do you recommend? Uh, I have no recommendation, but I do want to say uh, happy Friday. My favorite day of the week, believe it or not, is actually Thursday because it's all about the anticipation of things. And I think the championship games are the Thursday version of the NFL because uh, you just have that great, Super Bowl looming, but the anticipation of what the Super Bowl could be, maybe arguably even better than the game itself. The highs and lows uh, that await uh, the winners and losers of Sunday's games are rather dramatic. Uh, There are two fan bases. I would know nothing about this in terms of my adult conscious life, of course, uh, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but two Cowboys fans out there who or or two uh, fan bases out there, excuse me, who are dreaming about, you know, the two week run leading up to the Super Bowl that will not get to be a part of it. Um, Steven Serta, we will see if one of those fan bases is the Kansas City Chiefs. We, of course, are going to preview both games. But before we do all that, do we want to do any more dilly-dallying? Anybody have anything of the dilly-dally sorts that they want to offer? Because we don't have a lot of games. Kellen Moore, Eagles <laughs> offensive coordinator, potentially. RJ, t- briefly tell me how you feel about that. We'll get into it more if it happens. But what's like your... Well, plug away. We'll get into it more if it happens, specifically on the <laughs> NFC's mixtape, which right. is the best mixtape that SB Nation has to offer. I can't imagine any kind of fraud losers that would offer any sort of alternative mixtape. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, for what it's worth, Stephen, I blame Pete Sweeney for that, not you. Um, we don't, you know, we don't actually do it anymore. So Wow. We're, we're so actual fraud losers. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, um, 
I would love that as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. Well, um, I don't want to get too much into it because we have to save. It's a tease. Doesn't it sound, Stephen, like BLG said, oh, man, this is a bad thing for the Eagles, so I don't want to talk about it. Kind of like how he was hoping the Bills would win the Super Bowl so that he could justify the Eagles win over them. Like <laughs> I correctly diagnosed. That's not true at all. <laughs> yes, I've been so flattering of the Eagles and their decisions. Wow. I'd be a little worried. I mean, no. I think Kelmore's fine. Not super yeah. impressive, but he's okay, I guess. A long time ago, um, this could be our final dilly dally. Before um, I joined Blog on the Boys, I wrote for a different Dallas Cowboys blog. And this was when mm. Kellen Moore was still a player, um, but not even like a notable player, just like a practice squad player on the Cowboys. And we would trash him all the time. We would say, like, he doesn't deserve a <laughs> roster spot. You know, like, this is such a waste and blah, blah. And there was this commenter. Uh, his name was George. So, George, wherever you are, who was just like the biggest Kellen Moore fan that you've ever run into and mm. he would respond to every single one of these posts with mm. like five thousand word defenses <laughs> of kellen uh from his time at boise state um i don't know if he still is but he was at least at one point the winningest quarterback in college football history so mm. yeah good for Kellen. all right are you ready to dilly dally in a proper sense yes Okay, we have two games to get to. Um, we're going to save our same game parlay for when we get to the NFC Championship game. So we're going to go, because it'd be weird to go same game parlay, AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Mm -hmm. I hope you both are understanding of that executive decision that I made. Uh, we have no zaps. Um, I guess we do still have the icebox as an available outlet for somebody if they want to get into it for a team going into the Super Bowl. Uh, but, uh, Stephen, no zaps. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, comment on the SB Nation NFL show YouTube page of these episodes what is the icebox or i don't get the icebox the icebox uh a tldr is when you are alone on an island on a team on a pick um you go into the icebox and the origins for that name um you know the best host that this show has ever had rob stats guerrera his name obviously started with an r brandon your starts with a b mine starts with an r um so it, it just in my sense in my mind the acronym was burr like b-r-r so it was like burr and uh that is a part of the, the sound drop that Steven Serta so eloquently made. Um, so that's the icebox. Fun fact, the icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. I Steven, like the lead into the icebox. Like that. It's this very that, dramatic, scary. That's all Steven. Steven yeah. is an incredibly talented person. And not to poo-poo any of the other work you've done, except for the AFC West mixtape. I'll poo-poo that all day long. Uh, <laughs> but that's, um, that's the finest production you've ever yielded, Steven. Thank you. I actually I enjoy making that stuff uh, about mm. as much as I enjoy doing anything. So it's fun. Can you play guitar, Stephen? I feel like I, I thought. Uh, no, I, I'm not. A, I, I really enjoy listening to music, but I am not musically talented in any way. Mm. Same. OK, uh, the AFC championship game, the first game on Sunday afternoon, the Baltimore Ravens hosting an AFC championship game for the first time in their short franchise history. The 28th year of existence of the, the Baltimore Ravens, as we know them to be, uh, they are four point favorites at home, as mentioned, Stephen, against your despite the fact that you've tried to claim some sort of agnostic approach to NFL fandom, your Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are playing a road title game for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era, coming off of their first road playoff game and win in the Patrick Mahomes era. Where are you leaning? How are you feeling? What is the state of panic? What would a win or a loss mean? The floor is yours. So I made my official pick and I was telling you guys yesterday that I've been going back and forth on it all mm. week. I've been dragging my feet because I didn't want to make a pick yet. And when the week started, I was like, the Ravens are going to win this football game. Like I think the Ravens are the better team overall. 
But then, and this really was after their divisional round win over the Houston Texans and just how great they looked like in the second half of that game and ran away with everything. But then the Chiefs played the Bills. And then I got reminded, like, Patrick Mahomes just takes this thing to another level in the playoffs. And it's it's definitive at this point. Like he just plays out of his mind in the postseason. He's out here chasing greatness and wants to be recognized as if he isn't already is one of the greatest NFL players of all time. And that's something that the chiefs can actually like look forward to and hang their hats on. And so I I think the biggest thing with this game and why I inevitably talked myself into the chiefs winning this game, um, is that one Patrick Mahomes, I I think does have the advantage over Lamar Jackson, even though I think Lamar is deservedly going to be the MVP this year. And he is one of the very best players in all of the NFL. But I think the biggest difference in this game is going to be the chiefs defense. And a lot of the narrative around this game right now, for some reason, and the chiefs defense has been kind of disrespected all year, in my opinion, but it's like the Ravens have this otherworldly defense that is so far and away above every other defense in the NFL this year. And when you really look at it, it's just not true. Like the Chiefs defense is right there with the Ravens. We're, we're talking about like really small levels of separation here. And I, I think the Chiefs have just as many playmakers as the Ravens do. And I think that Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best defensive coordinators in all of the NFL. And so I, I think that, people are just sleeping on how great the chiefs defense has been this year. And so I think that's going to wind up being the difference in this game. Plus, you know, the handful of special plays that Patrick Mahomes is going to make and Andy Reid's obviously going to bring everything out in this one. He's going to have a good game plan. He's going to try to put points up. So at the end of the day, I I'm going with the Kansas city chiefs, even on the road in Baltimore. So it, not, not a surprise probably, but it, it took me all week to actually get here and commit to it. Wow. RJ. Um, well, um, before I make my pick, I would want to send something in the chat. Um, Steven, I don't know if you saw this on Thursday. Can you open the link that I sent um, you both on Slack and kind of describe it and just read the information that you see on your screen, please? It is our expert picks from Tally site. Okay, so but this is all of SB Nation's expert picks. So like all the people we work with. All the, the defined experts again. It's not all of, of SB Nations. It's all, like, all the team all the ex- communities. No, but it's all the experts. All the, I don't know who who you know curated this or who you know recruited us. But somebody at one, at one point in time emailed or sent to Slack and said, "Hey, we need you for our experts pick," which I was very flattered to be a part of. Um, but Brandon is a part of this. Um, so can can you please just kind of read what you see in front of you, Steve? Um, I yeah, see. This really, this guys. really lends well to audio format. It lends worse to visual. It's not like anybody on the YouTube feed can see this. I don't actually even know what what you're trying to get me to to read off here. (laughs) Okay, so it's all of the SB Nation expert picks, right? And there's a there's a ranking, right? Like the most accurate to the least accurate. So the very most accurate, therefore, the winner across SB Nation is the top name. Who is that? So that's you. That'd be RJHO. It says you're ranked 13th. That's um, interesting. Everybody at SB Nation. That's no, that's everybody within tally site, as I understand. Okay, okay. Brandon, you can correct me if, if you have a different understanding there. Um, you can both see that Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride is like in the middle, pretty embarrassing performance from Pete. I mean, I think we're all in agreement with that. Can you, Stephen, tell me who is the first name beneath mine? So, therefore, the first loser to me. That would be B- BLG. 
neck and neck right there with what do you, i mean the, the season's not over from an objective from an objective data gathering standpoint i am the most accurate person who works here in terms of this picking is, this is a very games. dallas cowboys <laughs> thing of you to do spike the football before the season is over take interesting your i just want to understand you know the parameters this i'm laying the odds the way DraftKings does the the odds suggest the odds. that i am the best at doing this i mean mm. so yeah. i find this I to think, be valuable and pertinent our, information our lock of the week record right. would say otherwise. Yeah. Well, you know, look, in in as it relates to BLG, we've locked against one another twice. And he won the first one. I won the second one, the more recent one, which suggests that I'm peaking at the right time. And not mm-hmm. only did I lock up the Texans appropriately so, but I said, this is going to be the game that everybody points to and says CJ Stroud is an MVP candidate in 2024. I think we're already starting to see that take unfold. But this isn't about CJ Stroud. This is about the team that waxed him the team that eviscerated him, the team that eliminated the person who I correctly believed in at season's beginning, mind you, on the uh, show tied for the best one, but this one on the SB Nation NFL show feed, Monday Football Monday. So I say all that to say, we, we wandered through this wilderness to get here. I am not only taking the Baltimore Ravens, I am locking them up. They are my lock of the week, four-point favorites. This is one of the best teams that DVOA has ever chronicled, not one of the best in 2023 Literally one of the best teams that in their entire mm-hmm. data set. Lamar Jackson has been on absolute fire. It was incredible last week in the division around. I certainly agree with your point, though, Stephen, that I do think the defense is a little bit inflated, at least as it relates to Kansas City. Like Maybe if you compare them to other teams, they, they stand out a little bit more. But I just am not going to bet against this team right now. I think that the, the Chiefs just really own the Bills. And, and I think mm-hmm. last week was a great win. Um, and I recognize how silly it is to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but I am doing it nonetheless, which means, Brandon, you are casting the icebox deciding vote. Yeah, I'm going to lock up the opposite of you. I'm going to take the Chiefs that <laughs> we're establishing it here at plus four, because even if uh, they happen to not win, you think it's going to be easy? Look how inevitable Mahomes is. It's just it's, it must be just so deflating for the Bills. Not only to lose, but to lose to the same person and just going to lose when you when you cut some breaks like the Hardman fumble and things like that. Like, you know, it's yeah, I agree with you. But you just have no reason to believe like we're ever going to get by this specific player. <laughs> you just you don't think it's going to happen. So um, <clears throat> I kick I'm kicking myself for locking up against Mahomes last week. So I can't make that same mistake again. I'm going to lean into it. I'm just going to assume that uh, like Thanos, you know, Mahomes, again, inevitable for the time being. He has all the he doesn't even have all the infinity stones. That's the thing. He doesn't even like he, he doesn't even need them. He's inevitable despite not even having all of them. Um, so I just I can't bet against that right now. I think that I would kick myself if I'm assuming that the Ravens for as great as they are. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but they don't have that same level of inevitability. It comes down to who do you trust more? And I think Steven is making an absolutely fair point when it comes to, um, and Stats said this going into the divisional round last week, is like, even if Lamar doesn't play great, I trust in that Ravens defense so much. Well, uh, I do trust Patrick Mahomes to be great. Also, I do really trust that Chiefs defense to come up strong and potentially, uh, as Steven and I were talking about before the show here, maybe knock the Ravens off their game script. And if you can do that, I don't think Lamar is throwing his way, the, the Ravens back into the game if the Chiefs are able to get a lead and kind of have the game script going in their favor. Fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. A burr! I'm in the icebox. 
two things. One, uh, the Ravens did activate Mark Andrews on Friday, so it seems like he's going to play that. That you know, I don't know that any of us think he's going to make a significant difference, but the fact that he's going to make one at all is impressive in his own right, but um, certainly a factor. Um, I do want to say this. I'm not trying to couch my own lock, but I do think the Ravens may have just gotten a kiss of death. Uh, this is not um, something that, that generally works out well for them. Kyle Barber, who runs Baltimore Beatdown, our Baltimore Ravens community around here, tweeted that the Ravens have all 53 players participating. Sometimes the vibes can be too good, right? Like, the, it's like, that's what the Cowboys had going into their wild card. It's like, oh, everybody's healthy. Everything's working out for them. There's something, Stephen, to the Chiefs having experience in the eye of the storm. I think that's a huge factor here. Um, I Lamar is a special player, but this is the biggest stage he's ever played on in his NFL career. And even Patrick Mahomes, when you go back to his early AFC championship games and Super Bowl appearances, like he would start slow in those games where he, he'd miss some throws and you could see like the big stage jitters kind of taken over and then he'd get settled in and start making plays. And it's been a big problem with the Ravens offense this year too, that they have these really slow starts. Like it, it takes them a long time to get going. And we saw it last sure. week against the Texans. Like that was a, that was a one score ball game going into the fourth quarter against the Texans. And then the Ravens obviously ran away with it, but their offense sometimes just takes a while to get going. And I think with the way Patrick Mahomes is playing right now, even though that Ravens defense has been so tremendous, like I just don't think you can start slow in this game. And that's something that I'm worried about with the Ravens. But also, like, yeah, I, I went so back and forth this week because I, I'm not discounting what the Ravens are. I think the Ravens are a tremendous team, and I think it's going to be a really tough football game. This is this has the potential to be a really legacy-impacting game. If the Ravens win this game, Lamar suddenly has a the most viable, maybe not a viable, but the most viable chance to, you know, match Mahomes in terms of career accomplishments before it's all said and done. And if John Harbaugh gets a second Super Bowl win and finally gets one that's not against his brother, right? Like that makes that makes the first one really awkward and weird. Like, you know, whatever. But um, you know, it'd be it'd be big. All right, let's move to the NFC Championship game. Um, Steven, we know that your lock of the week will come here because Brandon and I both issued ours uh, for what it's worth, um, you know, in the interest of full objective data. Uh, from a lock standpoint, BLG, you are 12-7-1. I am 8-12. Steven, you are 16-4. and four, So you are going to apply a kiss of death one way or another here in the NFC title game. But this is the subject of our same game parlay, which is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBN. NFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gentlemen, there have been two rounds of playoff games, and we have gotten skunked in both of them. None of us have hit a single leg of a same-game parlay in a postseason game. This one is for a ticket to the Super Bowl, which means we have to bring our absolute A game. Steven, you are 7-13, and 13, which means you are last in same-game parlay locks for this season. BLG, you have the lead at 9-11, and 11, and we're counting on you because if you don't hit this one, you ensure that nobody will finish at least at 500 this season. So where are you going and why? I'm going to take the under on Christian McCaffrey yards. That ended up oh. dropping to 85 and a half as far as we checked, or as far as I know, and checking DraftKings Sportsbook last, obviously that might fluctuate a little bit. doesn't matter. I'm going to take the under no matter what because look at the Lions' run defense. I said this to you earlier this week, RJ, on the NFC East mixtape that I know someone 
who follows the Lions and actually covers Jeremy them too. For we, all we all know him. No, it's not actually uh, Jeremy. It's his friend and my friend, Alex, who has been consistently. So not our friend, Stephen. Way to isolate us. Betting on the Lions opponent running back that week the under consistently and hitting on it a lot because lions have the best run defense in the nfl they allow the fewest rushing yards in the league this year so i think that's a really nice thing to have going and obviously going to be a big point of emphasis going up against this 49ers team that is going to want to run the ball uh but i think the lions run defense will be able to come through again and shut down Christian McCaffrey, who was kind of a little bit underutilized too. I felt like at times in in uh, in the last week. So maybe Kyle Shanahan kind of self sabotages a little bit and overthinks it and doesn't get him the ball enough. Um, but I like the under on him. Steven, BLG's prop feels a little bit like the the younger sibling, like I'm not touching you, like finger right in their face. Like it feels like he's flying really close to the sun, temp- taking the under on Christian McCaffrey. I kind of agree, but I, he is right. They, the Lions sure. run defense has been tremendous all season. So I, I see the play, and, and like that's that's why it's most people will probably just take the over because it's Christian McCaffrey. So I see what he's doing. Interesting. Um, I'm going to take the over on a rushing prop, but not this one because um, that would not be a same game parlay. Obviously, that's the way these things work. Anyway, I'm taking the over on Jameer Gibbs, 47 and a half rushing yards. And um, not that this is necessary for the the play, but I think he picks up a big chunk on one run. I think he rips off like a 36 yard run or something like that. Just kind of a big explosive play that puts the Lions in in kind of field goal range or, you know, on a possession, they wind up cashing in for a touchdown. And then I think he's able to eke out what he needs for um, the over to hit. That's minus 115. That's my particular leg. Um, Steven, before you tell us your leg, I just want to ask you a series of yes or no questions, okay? Okay. So, yes or no, we have a shared doc, even though Brandon doesn't use it, um, where we list all the information that we need for the show, our rundown. Yes. Yes or no, you have access to this doc? Yes. Yes or no, we put the history of everything that we do in this doc, so like we update the records for locks and same-game parlays and things like that? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, so final yes or no question. Um, yes or no. We literally put the the props from the same game parlay from the previous week in the dock and highlight them to show whether they hit or they failed. Yes. Okay, so you saw my failed prop last week. What, yeah. What is your well and I didn't so okay, my same game parlay leg, and this actually I didn't bring this up to you last week. Um, and may, maybe I should have. But We're I a team. Why wouldn't you have brought I it did, up? Well, because I didn't want to step on your leg. But I didn't think that it was a good leg of the parlay last week because in that particular matchup, uh, the Green Bay Packers play zone a lot. And Debo Samuel is really the 49ers zone beater. Brandon Ayuk's numbers are worse uh, against zone coverage. So, I liked the logic of like Brandon Ayuk's really due for this touchdown, but I didn't like the particular matchup. Now it, it didn't make a difference anyways, because Debo Samuel got hurt in that game. Otherwise I think he would have ha- had an opportunity to have a good game, but Ayuk still didn't find the end zone because I, I think that's kind of a, a matchup thing with the 49ers. And also Kyle Shanahan does get in his own way sometimes and, and just makes terrible decisions. But this week, the Lions like to run a lot of man coverage and Debo Samuel, his status is still up in the air. And so I'm feeling pretty good about Brandon Ayuk this week. And I think this is the week that he gets that touchdown and finally gets over the hump and gets back in that column because it's a really good matchup. We know 
we talk about how great the Lions run defense has been all season. Well, the way that they've been beaten is deep down the field and in man coverage because their cornerbacks aren't anything special. And so I think Brandon Ayuk is a great uh, mismatch for them that they're going to try to attack this week unless Kyle Shanahan just makes bad decisions again. So I, I feel much better about Ayuk this week than I did last week when you picked him to score a touchdown. Wow. If only you had helped me out and we could have, you know, <laughs> reworked the parlay last week. So, you know, I love you too, Stephen. BLG, um, of the non-legs of yours, which one do you like the most? I like the IU touchdown score. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, in the icebox. Wow. Um, not literally. But okay, that is our same game parlay. Uh, the total line on that, Brandon, is plus 525, which means? Wow. Um, which means you can bet $10 and you get $52.50. Wow, that fifty cents goes a long way. That's two two quarters in the machine to get whatever you want. A couple gumballs, maybe. I hate gumballs out of machines. That's pretty gross. I think that they're just sitting there, and then you have to chew them and break them. They hurt your teeth. Not for me. You both strike me as people who really like sour candy. Is that correct? I like sour candy. No, I don't really eat candy that much. To be Mm. totally honest. I'm a it's big an interesting gum quality, guy, uh, but like minty gum, not gum. Mm. What kind of mint? We're to... Like you know, peppermint, spearmint. I like spearmint. I'm okay. a big spearmint. Okay, guy. I'm cool with all this. Um, last thing before the title game discussion, you're a big movie goer. So, are you like a popcorn person? Or you don't want anything. You sneak your own food in. Like, what's the deal there? Um, I generally don't eat anything at the movies. Um, sometimes I buy a drink or something like that, but I'm not like, uh, I go to the movies by myself and order a giant thing of popcorn and candy and stuff like that. Like, I just want to go sit in the movie in silence. I feel like you can't do that if you're going all the time, you know, it's one, like I go occasionally and I'll do the popcorn and the soda because well, they have the refillable things. You buy the like plastic thing and you just take it and then you pay like a discounted rate. I'm going to go like three or four times a year. So it's like a treat for me. Okay. I'm cool with all this level of logic. So I'm glad that we all finally got on the same page. I know, you know, I ruffled some feathers. You know what I mean? Wouldn't have been TJ football. If Russell? In the case. You didn't rustle feathers? <laughs> we were having such a great moment. Anyway, the <laughs> NFC Championship game. The Detroit Lions are visiting the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday afternoon. They are seven and a half point underdogs, BLG. Your take on the game. Hmm. Lions are winning this game. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, boom. That's the end of my pick. No. Uh, I think the Lions match up well against the 49ers. Lions' biggest weakness, I would say, is that I don't totally trust their passing defense up against an offense that might want to pass the ball a ton. That's not who the 49ers are. 49ers want to run the ball. And I just said that the Lions' run defense is the best run defense in the NFL. Now, that will obviously be put to the test here because the 49ers, I think, can do what they want to do at some level regardless of quality of opponent um, when it comes to uh, the other run defense. But I think the Lions are going to lock into this being this is how we get the 49ers off script. We're going to make Brock Purdy throw the ball a lot. And if Brock Purdy has to throw the ball a lot, I know that it's not going to be the same deal as it was last week with the rain factoring in. I just still don't fully trust him when it comes to, you know, avoiding turnover worthy kind of plays. He was begging to throw a pick six last week. Like it was, I was so confident. I was, I was just waiting for it to happen. It was some of the way he was putting throws into danger there. And I think Jared Goff has been doing that less. And I think Jared Goff has also been making higher quality throws. So 
I really think that the Lions are going to do it. They've made it this far. Their vibes are good. They brought in Zach Ertz, Super Bowl winning <laughs> tight end Zach Ertz, uh, to help supplant the loss of uh, Brock Wright there behind Sam Laporta, who's also been made up. So, you know, the vibes are too good for the Lions to lose this game. And wouldn't it just be so fitting for the 49ers to talk all this trash like they did last year about the Eagles and the NFC Championship game and make it back and not even win this year? Wouldn't that be incredibly fitting? And also, sorry, last thing, um, when it comes to the coaching matchup and who's going to give their team an edge when it comes to being aggressive, we all know it's Dan Campbell and not Kyle Shanahan who botched the end of the uh, second uh, quarter of that game against the Packers there. So I just think I trust the Lions more than I do the 49ers. So I'll take them outright, but certainly with the points. You mentioned the vibes being too good. I think that they are, but not in the same way I think the Ravens vibes might be too good. I don't know if that makes sense. Like there's different type of too good vibes and Detroit's feel sustainable. Um, To me, this comes down to the thing I trust the least. And it is wild to say that that is Kyle Shanahan, but it absolutely is. Like, I, I think we all agree he's afraid of his own shadow in moments like this. There's, It's not just last week in the end of the first half against Green Bay. It's multiple times, multiple instances. We've seen this over the course of – there's a reason that they still haven't won the Super Bowl. I mean, Pete – or not Pete, sorry. Uh, that's the worst thing I've ever said to you, Steve, in my bad. But Pete, <laughs> Pete has often talked about that Super Bowl, and Kyle Shanahan kind of laid down and opened the door for Patrick Mahomes to storm back and win it. And, you know, I know there was, is there time to run Wasp and all these billion things that have happened, but like that all happened because Kyle Shanahan was a coward. So you can miss me with, oh man, Jimmy Garoppolo missed the throw and all sorts of whatever stuff you want to say about that game. I trust Dan Campbell, like you said, Brandon, to put him, his team in the position to win more. I'm, there is a, a high level of impressiveness to me in what the Niners have been able to do. It is so hard to try to get back to the top of the mountain after you were right there. And they were, and I know you didn't ever want to give them grace for this, but they had a legitimate gripe about the way their season ended. It was unfortunate. I think you can at the very least admit that and that they've been able to pick themselves up and get back here and look like the best team in the NFL and stretches throughout it is an impressive thing, but it is so hard to carry that burden the entire way. Only the truly, truly, truly elite teams do that. And I think the Lions are playing burden-free football. The, The Lions are not in any way stressed. I think that they're, you know, cautious of things because it's a, it's the NFC Championship game, but they do not play as tight as the Niners do, and that's obviously a reflection of Kyle Shanahan. So I am absolutely taking the Lions here, uh, Steven. So that means you're either going in the icebox or we're clean sweeping the Lions on TGI football. Uh, but Brandon has something to say to steal your thunder before you get it out. A quick point that. on Shanahan. Like before <laughs> even the injury in the game last year to Brock Purdy in the championship game, you know, there was that crucial fourth down where uh, Joan Hurts completes a pass to Devontae Smith that wasn't actually caught. And there's every reason for Kyle Shanahan. So where Shanahan the Eagles to, benefited from something that shouldn't have worked out for them. Right? But Kyle Shanahan, abs- there's every reason for him to throw a challenge flag there because, like, especially in today's NFL, when there are even more opportunities for review than there ever have been because in addition to obviously the automatic review plays there's the expedited review like there's every reason for him to throw a challenge like there when that game is still competitive which is in his control his quarterback isn't hurt at that point and he didn't do it and i i feel like you can count on him to make a mistake like that again or at least not give his team an edge so that's all i wanted to say. My- my last thing, Stephen, because Brandon, you were talking about wouldn't it be so fitting or whatever. I think it would be so fitting that we all spent the entire offseason saying like, well, the three best teams in the NFC in whatever order are the Niners, Eagles and Cowboys. And yes. then there's a clear gap before the Lions. It would be so mm-hmm. fitting if the Lions just survived the gap and ultimately won the conference. But Stephen, yep. the floor is yours. So my lock of the week is the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Oh! 
And it, and really, I, I guess I feel better about it because I was not expecting both of you to also pick the Lions mm-hmm. in this game. But I was going at it like not necessarily from a logical like I, I've really like analyzed this game and, and I have. But like, I, I think logic would say like the 49ers have the most talent, even though the Lions are a really, really talented team. And so you should pick the 49ers just because of their body of work and the success they had and everything we've seen them accomplish this season. But I'm rooting for the Lions in this game, and I want the Lions to win because I think that's the best storyline that we could get going into a Super Bowl. I would love to see Detroit in a Super Bowl. And so I'm really picking more with my emotion than my logic, I think. But everything that you guys said is helping make me feel even stronger about it because it it really is like it, it's unbelievable how hard-headed Kyle Shanahan is uh, about these kinds of things and how like it goes all the way back to that Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl where it like for for a guy who has some of the most talented players at his disposal in all of the NFL we all agree that he is one of the absolute best offensive minds of an entire generation across the NFL And the way he handcuffs himself in in these kinds of games is unbelievable. Like, and it's got to be so frustrating to watch for 49ers fans because that's something we're going into the NFC championship game. We can definitively say there's going to be moments in this game where Kyle Shanahan will poorly mismanage the clock. will make bad decisions, be way too conservative at times. And then Dan Campbell's like, we're going to go for every fourth down. We're going to take that. We're going to grab that advantage And there's nothing you can do about it because we are not afraid of it. And Kyle Shanahan is absolutely afraid of it. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, the Lions have uh, are are overmatched probably on the defensive side of the ball. Like their, their defense isn't anything special, but it's gotten a little bit better as the season's gone on. Their secondary is still super suspect. But that offense is so aggressive and they have so many talented players that are going to be an issue for the 49ers. And I think the 49ers defense has really underperformed in the second half of the season. Like once they go trade for Chase Young, I was like, oh, man, that defensive line is a problem. And it really hasn't been that big of a problem, which is crazy because they got Nick Bosa and Chase Young and, Mm. you know, and Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner are special players, Charvarius Wards and all pro and it just feels like their defense hasn't really performed up to the level of their personnel and, and what you would expect. And may, maybe that's a D'Amico Ryan's thing and why they've kind of uh, been, been a little bit more down this year. I just think that the Lions have a good uh, matchup advantage on the offensive side of the ball. And there's going to be moments in this game where that aggressiveness is going to come into play. And we've seen it be successful for the Lions over and over again this year. And we've seen Kyle Shanahan make poor decisions that cost the 49ers. So at the end of the day, I've just got more confidence in the Lions coaching staff at this point in this kind of situation. So you guys made me feel a lot better about it. I'm feeling pretty confident about the Lions, though. Well, Stephen, you started by saying, like, oh, I'm really only locking them up because I want them to win. I think that's a really important quality to this game. Like, Dan Campbell wants to win. Like, like, that's like he will, like, die trying to win because that's the only thing he wants. I don't – I I know that this sounds stupid. Like, I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to win, but I think what drives him more is the need to win. Like, he is this, you know, obviously NFL royalty and comes from, like, an NFL family. He has spent his whole life. Like, there is this immense pressure on him to live up, not just to, like, the familial kind of, you know, reputation he has, but now the, like, culture of the reputation that he himself has fostered. Like, he is the, the, the boy genius without the coronation like Sean McVay has been coronated however cowardice you know how cowardly we think he may be like 
Kyle Shanahan is the one chasing demons here. The Niners have a longer Super Bowl drought than the Cowboys. I mean, like th- there is a lot happening here, and I-, I think that you know Dan Campbell is is the perfect kind of you know liberated coach to kind of counter that and take advantage of that. Um, so I think that the the want element is more important than you were maybe initially giving it credit for. I think the Lions are loose. You know, I saw that Jared uh, Goff press conference moment, which is funny uh, oh, from yeah. this week, where uh, you know some reporter starts off by like complimenting the Lions roster, and he's like, "Oh, thanks," and then he's like, "But not as good as the 49ers. And he's like, "Well, never mind." Uh, but seriously, that's a small moment. But like, I just think about how um, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they were an incredibly loose team, and I just think there's something to that. I think the Lions have this looseness to them. I think you just touched on that there, RJ Well. On the opposite end with the 49ers, I don't think that's the same energy. I think they're uptight, and that's that starts with the head coach. And to Steven's point, too, coaching scared. So, yeah. Um, now at, we're very much at risk of we don't have the graphic here, but being like you know the ESPN broadcast before the game that has like all the, the <laughs> same team uh, winning, and then obviously it's going to be a meme when they <clears throat> when they lose, and stats is going to come on here somehow and and tell us we're all idiots for picking against them. But um, I'm not going to regret taking the Lions. I don't either. This this whole thing, I, I don't want to bank on an uptight coach, to your point. Like, um, you're both aware of, um, is it Austin Butler, Stephen, the dude who played Elvis? Yes. Okay, like, what was the story that popped up actually this morning that he had to, like, hi- I, I know we've all talked about many times about how he can't shake the Elvis accent, but he hired, like, a dialect coach to do so. Okay, <laughs> Austin Butler is Kyle Shanahan. Like, dude, this this should not be this way like <laughs> you are making this way more uncomfortable and awkward than it has to be whereas this is something steven and i have talked about many times before dan campbell is andrew garfield in tick tick boom you need me to sing you need me to learn how to sing like fine i'll learn how to sing i'll play the piano like i'll be totally fine like let's just have some fun i'm awesome it's we just see this so often in the nfl too like the like kyle shanahan is uh, one of the definitive coaches in the league right now that's like, I am the figurehead. I control everything and and nothing is going to be decided unless I give you the go ahead. And mm. we see a lot of these other successful coaching staffs where it's like a collaborative effort. We listen to everybody's ideas and we try to adapt it and change things up. And you find a lot of success in that. And Kyle Shanahan is brilliant. He He's great. But I just how many times are we going to see him? mess these things up how, how many times are we going to see him make poor decisions where it's like you can see you you can see the positive outcome out, outweighs the negative impact of the call that you're going to have and he just does it over and over again and i will say too because we i don't think we really touched on it like I, I think another uh matchup advantage for the lions in this one is that offensive line like mm-hmm. we we've talked about it like the, their offensive line is tremendous and just I've watched so much Lions football this year where that offensive line is just like mauling guys. And so when you talk about an incredibly talented 49ers defensive line that seems like it is kind of underperforming right now, like they really didn't generate that much pressure on Jordan Love last week. And the Lions offensive line is much better than the Packers mm-hmm. offensive line. Like I think that's another huge key to this game where I think the Lions have a significant advantage over San Francisco. Wow. So Super Bowl. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Well, we made our picks for what we think the Super Bowl is going to be. RJ taking the Ravens and the Lions, a rematch of whatever game week that was this season where the Ravens blew out the Lions. Uh, I am, and Steven and I are taking the Lions and the Chiefs, a rematch of the NFL season opener. How about that? I so nobody, like kinda... nobody believes in, in the color scheme conspiracy. Here. We are apparently not conspiracy people here. Right. Yeah. My question, it would be cool. 
it would be cool. Sorry, I interrupted, but to book, to bookend the season with Chiefs Lions. I agree. Like it, it would, it would in a way. I was saying to Stephen, like it kind of feels like, well, what was the season even for? <laughs> like we just like ended up where we started. But uh, I do. It would be, I think, a very interesting matchup. And obviously, there's no Travis Kelsey in that first game, so you know, like, and no Chris Jones, so the dynamic is certainly different than it was back then. <clears throat> and the Lions, I think, are a better team also than they were in that Week One game. Um, my question for both of you is: Which Super Bowl? We already said what we think will happen. Which Super Bowl matchup do you think, though, is like the best possible Super Bowl matchup? And which Super Bowl matchup do you think is the worst possible Super Bowl matchup? I think it's Chiefs Lions, and I probably a few weeks ago would have said Chiefs Forty Niners. Um, but I, I think that this conversation really and like everything that we're talking about with Kyle Shanahan is is making me kind of change my tune on that because mm-hmm. I want to see the Lions aggressiveness in a Super Bowl and they'll put everything on the line and we know that they will and they won't and, and they won't let anything like they, they won't be too cautious about anything like they will go out there and they will do absolutely everything they can to try to win a game. And that's the kind of football game I want to watch at a Super Bowl. RJ, I think. I think the best game has the potential to be Lions Chiefs. I, I agree with Steven. As much as I believe the Ravens will get there, I, I it's just the Ravens blew them out. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, so like yep. recent history would suggest that, that wouldn't be a great game. But I do think that I know these are different answers. I think Lions Ravens is the most fun week leading up to it. Mm. Um, no offense, Steven. I think we're all sick of Chief stories and you know, it's just been done a million times. We don't need to see Chris Jones and Media Night behind the podium. Like we it's just I'm I'm just ready for something new. And I think that that's kind of universal. Up on the podium talking about how no one believed in them yet again. I I, I what I, I know so I, many Taylor Swift questions. I don't so. need Jason Kelsey at media night wearing a you know crazy outfit interviewing Travis <laughs> and then they're being on new heights. Like again, like it's all fine and get your bag. I'm totally fine with that. But like we've just seen that a billion times at this point. So the Ravens would be the new team, obviously. And so from that standpoint, them and the Lions, because it we would see the hard knock stuff and see Aiden Hutchinson singing Billy Jean a billion times as well. But I'd be more interested in learning those stories, like the deep stories you get throughout Super Bowl week than the Niners at this point in time. Plus, it, Dan Campbell during Super Bowl week would be just be incredible content. So um, I would like to see that uh, from from a week long standpoint. I think the most boring is probably Chiefs Niners because it just happened. Yeah. Um, and I think we'd get a lot of like reserve nature from Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, from a Chiefs standpoint, nobody would want to say anything because they wouldn't want to be like, well, we beat him last time. You know what I mean? Like it would just be kind of dull all the way around. I agree with that uh, on that note. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see Lions Chiefs, and I do think also that is the most compelling story to tell. Yeah, and I think least would be, for me, actually, Lions Ravens, because I just don't – I don't think there's a lot of whole juice there. I mean, the the hardball stuff would be really exhausting with the Lions Ravens Super Bowl, obviously, mm-hmm. like the Michigan angle and John and now the Chargers, and it'd be annoying. I have a two-pick parlay bet going on of the Super Bowl. I don't want to see, though, which is the uh, Ravens and the 49ers because that's a that's like my nightmare Super Bowl because <laughs> I don't want to see, uh, so with all due respect to Rochelle, I don't want to see either of those teams win the Super Bowl. Um, I asked Stats. We had him on our radio show on Friday morning. Um, if the Niners win, who he least or less, who he doesn't want to fit. Who he would prefer less to face? There we go. Uh, who do y'all think he said? Who Who do you think Stats is more afraid of if the Niners get through? Mahomes. <clears throat> yeah, I would think so. 
You both agree that it's Mahomes? Yes. He said it's the Ravens. And he said, like, he, he was like, there's no good answer. He said, but this is just, you know, the yeah. worst offense we've seen in I, the Mahomes era. Like, you know, so if I have Eagles to. Eagles were in a similar situation last year. Where it was like, well, who would rather play, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? It's like, I mean, not really a great choice there. Yeah. For them. Yeah, not well. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't feel good about either one. So, yeah. Um, I will say I'm already pretty annoyed at the grass take. I know that we there was like the Bleacher Report notification that went out on Thursday about mm. how the NFL is confident in the grass at Allegiant Stadium. I'm, I'm not sure. looking forward to all this discourse over the course of the next two weeks. Mm. I don't I don't understand why we have to have these conversations. The NFL could just, you know, invest in good grass and we don't ever have to talk about it ever again. I don't know how expensive grass is, but I I can't imagine it's, you know, that expensive for a multi multi I'm I'm sure it doesn't matter to them. <laughs> wow. Do you have um, grass, RJ? What? Do you have grass? Like, does your yard have grass? Um, that's a really peculiar question. Uh, what? Because I know some uh, parts of the country don't have that. Like, they just have like rocks or whatever. What? It's too dry. <laughs> it's too hot. Yeah. It's true. I, like parts. in Arizona, my buddy oh, lives yeah. in Arizona, and I don't think I, he well, maybe um, we have grass in our front yard and on the mm. side of our house, but. Our backyard is a little unique, and um, we actually had the grass ripped up, and there's um, there's turf back there. But it's more for well, the dogs, and so we don't have to mow it and stuff. No, so. it's because you're a football guy, and you're out in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. Practicing. Uh, yeah. Me, me and Bear are running routes and, uh, you know, doing our thing. <laughs> um, anything else? This is the last chance, or else, you know, gone forever. Um, Royal Rumble this weekend. Excited. I'm not a big wrestling person. I don't have a problem with that. Just never, it's never been my thing. Steven, yeah. are you watching Royal Rumble? Uh, I never would have known. Pete Sweeney, <laughs> also a big wrestling oh, guy. Oh, that's right. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he would have said something to me about it today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. What will you, what, how about this? Non, you can't say Royal Rumble, Brandon. What non football thing will you watch this weekend, Steven? Um, I've been re watching the Netflix Daredevil show on. Ooh. Disney Plus, so I'll probably very good. So a plug for Netflix and Disney Plus. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's on Disney Plus now. It's a former Netflix show. It's confusing. Okay, Brandon. Shout out to my friend Holden, who RJ who is a coward and never messages anything when the Eagles lose. Yeah, I know. Uh, who he was like, you should watch the Peaky Blinders. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch Peaky Blinders. It's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I watched one episode so far, so I don't really have a strong take on it. Other than I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm looking for a new show to watch myself. Like when I have some, like when my wife's asleep or something like that. And Peaky Blinders is in the mix. So if you strongly recommend, I might give it a whirl. Uh, my wife and I really like this show. I don't mean to offer the NFL another ad for Peacock, uh, but it is on Peacock. And it's called Traders. If you're a fan of Survivor, it's something challenge, you know all about. or um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a clue, like who done it, you know, game. It's really, mm. really, really fun. Um, I highly recommend. It. So we'll be hit. Okay. TGIF. No, not yet. Um, Steven, <laughs> what do you mean? End the show. No, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen gets the last word. The Chiefs are playing. Stephen right, gets the end the show. Stephen, do it. Uh, Chiefs are going to another Super Bowl. TGIF. <laughs>